Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. Earlier this summer, Jason Broughton noticed something new. A Confederate flag was hanging outside a home in his neighborhood in Barrie. It happened to be Juneteenth, a day commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. And Broughton was surprised. Was this on purpose? I thought it was quite interesting, um, at least to notice that I started seeing a little bit more uh, Confederate uh, emblems and items, bumper stickers, um, license plates that can be put in car windows and a whole host of things. Broughton happens to be Vermont's state librarian. He's also a black man who grew up in South Carolina. And there, he says, the Confederate flag is ubiquitous and its message straightforward. To him, it means steer clear. In the North, it is very, very different, where I have been pleasantly surprised by someone driving up and they're kind of like, oh, welcome to our town or welcome to Northeast Kingdom. And I'm like, oh, well, this is such a different experience. You, you have this Confederate flag, but you are basically so hospitable. And, oh, we love the library. Broughton, being a librarian, is aware of the fact that Vermont sent a tenth of its population to fight for the Union in the Civil War against the Confederacy. So it seemed unlikely to him that the flag here was about fallen soldiers, which leaves Broughton wondering this. What is it that people take away from that flag that they um, like? From Vermont Public Radio, this is Brave Little State. I'm Angela Evansy, back again with my colleague Emily Corwin. Hello. Jason Broughton isn't the only person in Vermont wondering what's up with the Confederate flags here. Actually, he's not even the only Vermont librarian asking VPR to look into this. Here's the former director of the Milton Public Library, Megan Bellavance. My question is, why do some Vermonters display the Confederate flag? What does that mean to them? And a warning, you will hear some racist material in this episode. We have support from the VPR Innovation Fund. Welcome. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive, from agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. Did we miss it? Maybe. I mean, he definitely said, like, take this road and you'd see it. Huh. My colleague Elodie Reed is in the car with me. To answer this question, we needed to talk to people who fly Confederate flags. I feel like it's probably closer to, like, the beginning of the road. Yeah. Yeah. But there aren't a ton of Confederate flags in Vermont. More like a smattering. And it's not like they show up on Google Maps. Uh, But I don't see a Confederate flag, though. I promise in the next 15 minutes, we will hear from a bona fide Confederate flag owner. (coughs) And like I said, I'm a little rough around the edges. You piss me off. I, you know, sometimes I may even go overboard. 
We'll also hear from a political scientist. I mean, the thing is, is that any calls for equality feel like calls for oppression when you're privileged. First, let's turn to a historian. Well, my name is Gaines Foster, and I teach at Louisiana State University, and I teach the history of the South and Civil War memory. Once you understand the flag's history, Foster says, its appearance in Vermont gets a lot less surprising. First of all, it didn't become the Confederate flag until after the Civil War. It was just Robert E. Lee's Northern Virginia battle flag. The flag we think of as the Confederate flag was widely used to memorialize soldiers at funerals and such in the years after the war. But Foster says it didn't get popular until some 60 years after emancipation. And at that point, it wasn't about the Civil War at all. It was about lynching. It's the late 1930s that that Congress becomes comes very close for the first time to passing a federal anti-lynching bill. And that's what scares us out. Foster says that's when the Confederate-themed consumer items you see today got their start. And people have Confederate flag bikinis and Confederate flag beach towels and Confederate flag flip-flops and God knows almost everything. Put it on coffee cups, all sorts of sort of popular culture stuff. This kind of thing really takes off in 1948. If you're a history buff, you know that's when President Harry Truman integrates the military. A guy named Strom Thurmond runs for president on a platform of racial segregation. And then his short-lived Dixiecrat party adopts the Confederate flag and waves it at their convention. And so in the 50s and 60s, the Confederate battle flag becomes a symbol of resistance to the civil rights movement and the maintenance of segregation and the maintenance of white supremacy. So I want to take a minute here to say my biggest fear reporting this story was that I would give a platform to hateful ideas. But I couldn't answer the question, why do some Vermonters fly the Confederate flag, without wading into some pretty distasteful stuff. I tried to be judicious. First, of course, I needed to find someone with a flag who'd talk. Excuse me. Hello. Do you own this place? No. The first stop on Elodie's and my epic journey was the Iron Horse Roofing Company's warehouse in Chelsea, which had a big Confederate flag atop its roof. The owner wasn't there. When I called... Hi, uh, is John there today? He hung up on me. Twice, we stopped by the place in Barrie Jason Broughton had mentioned. We went around the side and hollered through the window. Hello? Anybody there? But they didn't want to talk, either. Are you sh- are you sure you, you don't no, want to just... I'm pretty sure. Leave or I'm calling the cops, because you're hollering through my bedroom window. Fair enough. Then we got caught in a massive thunderstorm. Um, I'm sorry, this is a non-banking-related question, but we did We got lost following another lead and had to ask for help at a drive through bank teller. A house down the street has had a Confederate flag up. Um, I was told there's one right off the corner of Maple Ave going into Barry. And then... Oh, right there. There it is. Good. Oh, my God. Good job. Oh, my God. Good job. We found a Confederate flag owner who would talk. It says, posted, no trespassing, keep out, which is a little alarming. A woman named Denise led us upstairs to her boyfriend, David, a 71-year-old man who was eating sliced fruit next to an open window. He was happy to talk, but wouldn't share his last name. 
The reason I started flying my Confederate flag is because it does irritate me that you've got these Black Lives Matter flags flying everywhere. And I think it's wrong. And my way of rebelling against it is to fly a Confederate flag. This wasn't the first time someone told me they flew the Confederate flag as a show of resistance to Black Lives Matter. The week before, a young white couple had told me the same thing. Although, unlike David, they wouldn't agree to be recorded. I have a, a grandson that's mulatto. The word mulatto, it caught my attention. Not just because I'd only ever read it in history books before, but also because that other couple I had talked to had said the exact same thing. The girlfriend had told me her children are, quote, mulatto, unquote. She even showed me pictures of them, as if to say, see, I can't be racist. So it's not that I hate black people. I think some of them are pretty stupid. And the reason I say that, I do have a few black friends that are friends, but I've met some that, if they trip over a stone, some white bastard put that rock there for them to trip over. Do you think that a black person, when they see your Confederate flag, should feel scared? No, I don't. And if, if a black person told you that they did feel scared when they saw your or other people's Confederate flags, what, what would you say to them? If you don't like it, don't look. I don't look at your Black Lives Matter flag. You want me to get rid of my Confederate flag? Change it from Black Lives Matter to All Lives Matter. The Black Lives Matter website states the following. Quote, we work vigorously for freedom and justice for black people and, by extension, all people. End quote. But that's not what David hears when he sees the words Black Lives Matter. Still, I don't understand why he chose the Confederate flag to push back. I mean, don't you think the Confederate flag is designed to intimidate black Be people? What? It's designed to intimidate black people, no? Well, black lives matter when they say they're the only ones that matter. That intimidates a lot of people. And so I guess you're saying yes. And if they're going to go off and try to intimidate me, then I'm going to intimidate them. And if they don't want to go off and believe all lives matter, then screw it, you know. I'll go off and fly a Confederate flag. And so you do want to, in you want to intimidate them? Yeah, because they intimidate me. David is particularly sore that someone stole one of his Confederate flags. He told us he'd ordered a few more to replace it. What surprised me, hearing all of this from David, was the fact that he's not white. He passes for white, but he told us he has Native American heritage. He's Penobscot. That's a tribe in Maine. And he's attached to that identity. His apartment is covered wall-to-wall -wall, with Native imagery of all kinds. Pipes, dream catchers, a bear hide, lots of pictures of wolves. And yet, the atrocities white people committed against his ancestors, he sees as over, part of the past. So when you get right down to it, most, really, most cultures have had it rough at one time. Look at the Jews. You know, they got slaughtered, you know. 
but life goes on. The question we set out to answer, of course, is why do some Vermonters fly the Confederate flag? David, it seems, flies the flag to show his opposition to Black Lives Matter, an organization whose mission is to eradicate white supremacy. I can see the Confederate flag being used as a symbol um, to say enough is enough with all of these changes. Candace Watts-Smith teaches political science and African-American studies at Penn State University. She studies American political behavior and racial attitudes. Smith considers people like David, who think Black Lives Matter is about black supremacy, to be willfully misunderstanding the movement. But, she says, she understands that when you benefit from the status quo, any calls for equity can feel like a call for oppression. I think that for people who feel like there's too much change or that they are on the back end of demographic shifts or um, a kind of changing wave of culture around what's good and what's right is too much for some people. Enough is enough with changes to the racial hierarchy. That sentiment is also what the Confederate flag has historically been used to express. And Smith says her research and her personal experience have taught her not to be surprised by the Confederate flag anywhere in the United States. I'm from North Carolina, more or less. And I've lived in a lot of different states. I've lived in Massachusetts and the Berkshires. I've lived in Ohio. I've lived in Texas. I've parlayed in Oklahoma. Um, and uh, now I'm in Pennsylvania. And the, the, the thing is, is that I've noticed similar patterns around people's racial attitudes across these places. And so I think that there is a myth around the South being the kind of most racist region in the country when the data actually don't show that. The data show that every state has its own special brand of racism. And it turns out, whatever brand of racism your state has, some people are likely to express it with a Confederate flag. Vermonters included. For Brave Little State, I'm Emily Corwin. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And thanks to Jason Broughton and Megan Bellavance for the great question. If you have a question about Vermont culture or anything else, ask it at bravelittlestate.org. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter and vote on the question you want us to tackle next. We're on Instagram and Twitter at BraveStateVT. This episode was produced by Emily Corwin with editing from Mark Davis and me. Special thanks to Elodie Reed and Logan Strother. Brave Little State is a production of Vermont Public Radio. Our digital producer is Elodi Reed, and we have engineering support from Peter Angish. Ty Gibbons composed our theme music, other music by Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Angela Evansy. We'll be back soon. Until then, remember, be brave, ask questions. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, Sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.